What is going on, everybody? Welcome back. A brand new episode of the Full Court Press, hosted by the Craft Factory and presented by SSAW. It's your boy, Pierre. And I got Matt and Riley in the building. Matt is back from vacation, everybody. Yes, yes, I'm back. How's it going, everybody? Pretty Riley, good. Riley, how are you, sir? Dude, pretty good, man. Can't complain. It's been a solid week. It has really been a solid week, man. It's been so much going on, especially in the WNBA, man. It's like a lot of negativity coming out with one of the owners. Well, previous owner. I don't know if she's still an owner no, or not. She is, she is. She's a minority owner. A minority. That's interesting. She had some interesting comments that were brought out. You know, why, why everything in the world is going on. I don't know why she felt the need to say that, but she said what she said. Well, the reason and why now she go ahead, Ryan. I would say the reason why she thought to say it is because she's running for office. <laughs> she's running for political office, and apparently is like just kind of leaning all in. She's Republican, so she's leaning all in on the conservative base, and just kind of uh, just going against all the all the talking points that a um, an extreme conservative would have right now politically. She's just leaning all in on those. There's a lot of talk that she. Uh, there was a quote actually we'll tap into here that was from Doug Collins. And at first I think people, <laughs> I know somebody who thought that uh, someone sent it to me and thought it was like uh, NBA coach, Doug Collins. It's actually four time. Uh, right. Four -time Cause that's what I thought too. No, no. It's for, when I first read the name, of course you assume it's the great Doug Collins, but it's actually a four time uh, Republican uh, congressman uh, who, who she is running against basically. And uh, apparently like she hired Stacey Abrams, <laughs> who's a Democrat as a team lawyer and honored her on the court, um, yeah, and call her like an inspiring woman. Uh, she's backed up abortion, uh, gun confiscation, things like that. Like so, basically now because she's running for office, she's now leaning heavy in the other direction. Um, so I mean, and honestly, it's just unnecessary right now. I mean, with everything going on and the unity that the league is showing, the WNBA especially is showing, probably more so than most leagues. Um, it's it's really just kind of uh, it's a cheap political ploy basically to try to do that right now. The world doesn't need that, you know. Just the, the unity is what we need right now, and that was a uh, yeah. She's definitely feeling the heat for it. They're trying to get her to get her out of there. Now, Matt Baron Davis came out and said he would be willing to buy her out BD. a minority ownership. Baron Davis would be great in office for the Atlanta Dream. Did he make that much money in the NBA? But hey, if he's got the money, <laughs> he's got the money. If he's got the money, damn go do it. Matt. No, I, mean, no, I can't lie. That, that, was, that was my first thought too. I was like, man, how much money did BD make in the NBA? But honestly, uh, I mean, yeah, dude, if he has. I know he's done well though. Um, I, I know he's done well though after after the NBA for sure. But yeah, I hope uh, that'd be great. I mean, that, what what a great switch up. <laughs> you know, get somebody uh, like Loeffler out of there and get somebody like Baron Davis as part of your ownership team. I don't think that's a that's a move anybody should make. I'm also just waiting just, for the WNBA. He just got to make the whole team wear headbands like he did. Oh, for sure. That's got to be a requirement. Uh, yeah. And also, too, it's worth mentioning that the Atlanta Dreams start five black players. So it's like, you know, so, so everyone's uh, everyone on the team is pretty annoyed. Uh, Brianna Stewart of the Seattle Storm came out and just said, like, you know, like, why is she still here? <laughs> you know, like, why is she still uh on the you know part of the ownership team uh yeah so hopefully hopefully they, they figure that out where either she sells her minority stake or the wnba just kind of you know 
renounces her. I mean, she's she's not she has nothing to do with any of like the day to day runnings of the dream. So she's she's just definitely on the outskirts of things. But um, yeah, you you think at some point the the league's gonna there's gonna they're gonna be at an impasse at some point because that can't continue. Because as we get closer to November and the elections and stuff, like she's just gonna keep ramping that up. Apparently, so. exactly. Yeah, it's you not, don't want that. Not, you don't want that in your basketball team. At no, all. no, the WNBA doesn't want that around the league at all. Uh, so yeah, hopefully, uh, and honestly, I, I, you know, ho- hopefully she uh, she loses as well. You know, I'm you know, <laughs> I, 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 right. I, I, have, I have no stake in the in the Georgia uh, George in the Georgia um, you know political races for Congress and stuff. But you know, I, I do hope that she takes a nice L. Yeah, it's coming, man. And speaking of L's, man, it's just been L's in the WNBA for a while. Um, Tina Charles and Elena Deladon both are awaiting medical, was it examinations? Medical results. Oh, exemption. Thank you for the correction. From the league, because they have, it's, I don't even think it's COVID related. Like you said, uh, Riley can elaborate on it more about EDD, but I know as far as Tina Charles goes, I don't know. I think I don't know if it's COVID related or not, but no, it's it's not. I, basically, Tita Charles. Okay. I don't know exactly what her medical exemption is. I tried to look it up. I couldn't find what she's waiting on for that. I know that uh, Elena Del Don is waiting for. Uh, she's had Lyme disease since 2008. She's battled that, wow. and apparently that makes you more susceptible to COVID. So it is COVID yeah. related, but like she doesn't have it or anything, right? And you know that's obviously a huge loss because they've lost two players, including Natasha Cloud, who opted out. Uh, one of their starters, and then you know they had just acquired Tina Charles from the New York Liberty this year to be like the power, power uh, duo with Eleanor Del Don. So if they both can't play, that and they can't even add subs, so that gives them ten players <laughs> going in, and they lost. Man, they can't add subs. Wow, that sucks. Yeah, hopefully they get the exemptions. Also, they don't get paid if they if they have to opt out. Man, that's huge, man. And one more that's huge. Everybody's baby mama except me and Matt. Liz Cambage oh. opted not to play. You know, you you hate to see it. She she did it for her own reasons, you know. And we discussed it over dinner the other night. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, just a you know nice family dinner that we had. Um, you know, oh, she's doing dude. it for her own reasons. And I mean, like any of the players, like the NBA, WNBA, it doesn't matter at this point. If if somebody feels like they you know they can't play in this uh, in this bubble, uh, then so be it. You know, you got to do what's best for you and your family. So. She's doing what's best for uh, her and us. So, and you're seeing that all through sports, um, players in all different sports opting that. You are very right, Matt. And it's going to continue to happen, even though this is a basketball podcast. NFL's coming um, soon, and they are also going to give options to players uh, whether they want to opt out or not. We've already seen it in baseball; a couple guys opting out. So, that couple big. Guys I don't know. Here. Right. You know, the, now that the WNBA is about two weeks away, I think, I don't know if we'll see more players opting out. It just really sucks that they don't have any substitutes because Liz, Liz Cambage is such a great player. Literally a walking double-double. And yeah. they already lost Kelsey Plum. And Aja Wilson is there with this one more person that's there. I can't think of her name right now. But them two alone, and you still got to go up against – the Sparks with Candace Parker, Neka Agumake, and Simone Augustus. I would have said Christian Tolliver and Shanae uh, Agumake, but they both are sitting out. But the Mercury are intriguing because not only is Brittany Griner playing, Tarasi's healthy, 
Skylar Diggins Smith is on that team now. So if there's one team that stands out and I could benefit from this would be the Mercury. Also, too, uh, speaking of Chini uh, Nabunke, she is now the uh, first black woman to host uh, like a radio show for ESPN. Um, first female black host uh, because she obviously opted out. So that's her, uh, that's what she's going to be doing. And that's actually, uh, that's history in itself. So congrats to her on that. Man, that is huge, man. We didn't know she was the first. And the fact that she's the first, that's pretty good. I mean, she's done a lot of great things for the NBA, man. When their season was over or what have you, even when she was injured, you know, just commentating and, and doing interviews. So she's really good at what she do. That's a good look for her. Definitely. Now on to the NBA. Matt, have you been seeing those struggle plates that's been going across the league? Troy Daniels posted the, the dinner. <laughs> I did, I not, like, I did wow. not see. I heard about them, the, the dinners. Apparently that's just for the, what is that, the first couple days that they're in quarantine. I heard it's not like that the whole time. Yeah, it's supposed to be oh, like no. in the first 48, like when they're waiting for their tests and stuff. And then yeah. apparently after that, they have, uh, you know, they have like a, a each team has like their own nutritionist uh, who's going to help them with their meals. They get three meals a day, four on game days. Like they're they're going to be fine. Those that did not look good. The, the optics of that did not look good at all for the NBA. The but airplane food, the airplane. food. Yeah, dude, did not look exactly good. Even, look like. even the salad. If you see the the photo, even like the spinach and the thing looks like it's like wilted and stuff. It just doesn't look good at all. Uh, but yeah, but they have restaurants. There's gonna be like a few restaurants. They can get food brought to their rooms, Personal and of course, chef. guys can guys can hire chefs for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, and we already saw LeBron's like LeBron not has eating that. LeBron's not eating that. He's bringing it. No, <laughs> no way, man. Can't 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 fuel that uh that 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 body with a uh, with a uh, wilted wilted spinach and a bag of potatoes. Man, it, it will make it worse if it was somebody who was not used to kind of fine dining. They're like, uh, you know what? Like, it's not as bad. Per se, but these are players that are used to high end fine dining. Yeah, like very quality foods. So yeah, I'm sure that was a shock at first for sure. Um, but yeah, good. I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad the NBA was quick to correct that because that would have been uh, if that was consistent. If it was going to be consistently food like that, then that's like, the nutrition you're giving these guys is nowhere near what their bodies need. Those guys nowhere six six, you know, over two hundred pounds. All these guys, it's like. You can't have these guys running around with uh, not enough nutrition, especially when you're trying your best to keep them healthy. That would be a, that'd be a wild way to do it. Yeah, man. It's, it's really great to hear that the accommodations are getting better. Because I know if I was an NBA player, I would, what is that? I wouldn't want to eat it myself. I know my owner of the Houston Rockets is helping out. A couple of his restaurants are going to be going down, sending food. So. Oh, nice. Things are getting better. Yeah, man. You love to, as a Rocket fan, you love to see it. We help out any way we can, you know. Sure. <laughs> as, as a fan of not horrible food, you love to see it too. It's uh... yes. I mean, cause I mean, no, this is really big. Like because, like you said, a LeBron, for example. You know, we know LeBron loves Taco Tuesday. We know LeBron loves, you know, other little things. That we may or may not see him eat. His red wine, for example. Loves it. You know, so you get down there and you see these accommodations, and it's like, wow, what is this? I think I saw a player post a uh, a roach or a water bug or something. Yeah, on someone one did. Of the... I didn't see who it was. Somebody, I did see that floating And I'm around. like, wow, like this is crazy. So if they're living like this, man, things 
not only is that weighing on your mind, but being away from your family. And then on top of that, you're playing in an environment where I'm likely to get COVID or somebody around me can have COVID. So that's going to weigh on their mind as well. So the NBA, like, props to them for doing a better job and saying, you know what, let's fix this right away. Yeah, question to you guys, actually. What, Given what we've seen, understanding the bubble and understanding the, the stress that's kind of going along with it, they're trying their best to make it uh, less stressful. But obviously, situations are very stressful when you're away from your families. You're all out of town, basically, um, except for maybe the Orlando guys who are still in the bubble. Um, like, do you guys think that – or basically knowing what we know now about that bubble and what's going into it and all the stresses of this and how intense it is, do you think that there's – less of an asterisk uh, than what we thought would previously be there before we learned all this? Like, do you think that uh, because it's kind of an even playing field at this point, do you think that uh, the, there will be an asterisk, an asterisk next to who wins the title? I, I, think, there's always, I think there's always going to be one in people's head. Um, I don't think there certainly needs to, there deserves to be one, right? Because it is an even playing field. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, we're going to get into it a little bit later, but even with like the the Nets, most of their team is not even playing. Um, yeah. Luck. I mean, KD and, and Kyrie weren't going to play anyways if it was regular playoffs, right? If if none of this ever happened, I don't think the Nets were really a factor, anyways. But yeah, you're seeing less and less players want to play, um, so it would be interesting. But in people's mind, I think there's always going to be an asterisk. Uh, shouldn't be no asterisk. You know, they got like, these conditions alone. Is that to me? That's like it goes hand in hand, like you said, Riley. It's an even playing field. I mean, yes, you still have Giannis to worry about in that entire team, but you got to look at a team like Utah, for example. You know, do we put these issues to the side? We have a chance. Like, you don't know who can possibly beat who. You know, anybody can beat anybody at this point. Well, not in the East, because the East is like, oof, you know. There's maybe four four teams you got to worry about, maybe five in the East. But in the West particular, you know, if I'm the Lakers, I'm not taking no team for granted. If I'm the Clippers, I'm not taking no team for granted. As far as the asterisk goes, the asterisk, it could be, you know, like somebody said, I don't, I don't know if it was Austin Rivers or who, this title deserves an asterisk, but not a negative one. It deserves like, oh, this is a unique way to win a title. It was tough because of all we had to go through. So in that aspect, yes. But any negative line that it gets, I doubt it. Yeah, I I definitely think uh, yeah, I definitely think that it's going to be uh, – there will be a small one for sure. I mean, just because people will immediately do that, especially if certain players win it. Um but yeah, I, I would hope that there isn't one at this point, just because of how even it is. Um, yeah, because it's at this point, there's no reason to take anything away from somebody. These guys are all going through, going through it. So I would hope that, um, and, and like to be completely frank about, it, I think if LeBron wins, there's a much bigger asterisk uh, uh, there. But uh, just from you know, society will put that on him. The the LeBron haters will do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, a title is a title, you know, if the NBA hands you the rings, hands you the trophy, it's that, that, that is what it is. So hopefully nobody overanalyzes it too much. Man, that, cause I mean, we gotta think about it, man. Like we as fans, we're like, Oh, they need to cancel it. They need to cancel it. Deep down the side, I want them to play. However, 
if a LeBron or a Giannis or anybody of that, you know, that stature gets COVID, in the event, it will get canceled. Like, we see that yeah. coming when we know for a fact. Actually, I have a theory on that, actually, that I think the it, it'll get canceled if there's like six, six, seven players that if they were to get COVID, they'd cancel it. LeBron, AD, Paul George, Kawhi. Uh, Giannis and like a Chris Middleton who's French his number two in Milwaukee and then like a Zion like I think those guys are the only ones if the, one of those guys goes even not even really Middleton even but like if George how George Leonard um, Braun AD and Zion if one of those five guys were to get COVID I think all of a sudden they the, they would really start to be worried about it or start to cancel it because then the asterisk gets bigger because those are the yeah. teams, those are the three teams that most people assume are going to be the top teams. They're going, you know, one of the LA teams and Milwaukee. So I think if one of those what guys, about, what about like a Jason Tatum or an Embiid, uh, you know, Tatum, I, Tatum maybe Embiid. No, I don't think so. Yeah, you could put Tatum on that list, Matt. You really could. Um, Embiid, no, because again, I don't think he's. I don't think the the Sixers are a true contender. Boston could Boston, I think, is the only other team. I mean, there is Toronto as well, but I'm Seattle, talking just the, because they're the champs. You, no, for sure. Them? I mean, yeah, for them too. If Siakam's out. Um, if Lowry's out, for sure, it matters. But I'm I'm more balancing the the star power versus a star power and um, and uh, marketing power. You know, because everyone on Toronto, they're obviously the defending champs. They should have a lot more respect in their having than they're getting right now. But I think that once those marketable guys that people really want to watch go out, then the asterisk gets bigger, not just for the fans like who are watching the games, but also for um, the title if it's won. Because then you didn't go through a Kawhi, you didn't go through an AD. Um, so I think that would that would at least make Adam Silver have to pause and really consider canceling. Because he's come out and said like if if, if COVID cases go up. They'll cancel. Like, they'll do it. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you know that's the nuclear button for him. He does not want to press that button. But uh, if it if it were to get worse, he'd do it. But, yeah, I think if those yeah, guys go much? out. Because it's getting worse in many of these states. It already is getting worse. I mean, Oh, absolutely. I'm in Phoenix. We are shutting everything back down. Uh, I know the same in, in Texas and the same in uh, Florida. So uh, how much worse do you think it has to get for him to say it's getting worse? It's going to take a LeBron. Yeah, it has it has to be one of the top guys because at this point they've invested too much. Where now the, you know the players are there, the fans want to see them, and I think if 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 it comes down to it, it would uh, really if LeBron especially, LeBron, if we're being dead serious, LeBron or AD, one of those two specifically, if one of them got it, then it would be like a we shut it down, you know. Or, or Kawhi, for sure. But, like, the, those three, I think, are the three dudes. If one of those guys are out, it becomes, what are we doing here? You know? Because we're not even going against the absolute best players, the ones that people want to see win the championships. Um, so, yeah, that's it, they're walking on really thin ice right now, and they know it. So, hopefully, hopefully they can manage. Because, you know, we've – imagine, guys, for us. We are, we are a basketball <laughs> podcast, an NBA podcast, uh, you know, a basketball-related podcast. If we had to – Suffer. It, it is now. It is July 9th, and we have yep. been waiting since like March what fourteenth, thirteenth, something like that. Yeah. yeah, something like that. And we've been sitting around waiting. At first, we thought, "Hey, season's over." Then they tease us. They dangle the dangle the cookie in front of us, and they go, "Hey, <laughs> hey guys, NBA season's coming back. It's the end of July. 
and it's going to be weird and it's going to be in Orlando and there's going to be airplane food and all this stuff. And then they take <laughs> it away from us right beforehand. Oh, man. And that's just us. Imagine every other NBA fan in the world who is waiting. So, yeah. yeah. I, if they cancel it, I will be. I will understand fully. I think we all will because it's such a uh, – it's an important thing to be safe, obviously. But, man, I will be crushed. I think we'd have a whole podcast of just uh, – Matt, maybe you can Morning. lead us in prayer for, for a full hour. Morning and just, lamenting. <laughs> yeah, uh, because what, we what, will what? – Let's play a game. What percentage do you think the NBA will get canceled? A hundred percent, obviously, like, oh, it's for sure getting canceled. One percent, this is not getting canceled. Anywhere in between. Let's start with Riley. Riley, what percentage do you think that the season will actually get canceled? It could even I be the day before. I think it's straight 50-50 right now. I think it's straight 50-50. Like, like, it's, like I said, they're, they're flipping a coin right now and just hoping it works out because there's a lot of things around them that is telling them that it's not <laughs> going to happen or that it could, or, you know, because COVID is a slippery, slippery little, uh, slippery little dude. And it's trying to, you know, doing everything it can to try to get in people's faces here. And yeah, hopefully, I mean, all it takes is one person to come in that bubble who has it, toxic people, and then it's a, and then it's a wrap. It starts to spread. It's a done deal. So Pierre, yeah, where are you I, at? I'm going 35. 35. And the reason, canceled. the reason, yeah, the reason why, like, like just to piggyback on what Riley said, if they're out there playing, and let's say a Jared Dudley gets, sorry to use a Laker map, but like a Jared Dudley gets COVID, they can substitute and, you know, pick up somebody else and put in his place. You can't feel LeBron. You can't feel Kawhi. You can't feel any of those big players, even on my team. If James Harden or, or Rush wants to get it, I would want it to be canceled because I'd yeah. be like, oh, man. And you know, and I did, I will say, I did forget James Harden in that conversation. Or like a Westbrook. Oh, it's all right. Those guys, those guys would definitely, especially Harden, especially Harden would be well, in that conversation. Um, well, often forgotten. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that was an honest, it sounds like I did that on purpose. That was actually an honest mistake on that. Um, but no, because yeah, I do think James Harden, especially with his marketability, yeah, he, he and then he has asthma, so he's definitely you know more susceptible taking the risk. Yeah, I'm at, Matt, I'm, at a, I'm at a I'm at a sixty to seventy percent that it gets canceled. I just think with, with everything rising up around the country, this second not even second wave because I don't think it really went down. That's yeah, been the one long consistent um, wave. <laughs> Yeah, I just especially in Florida, they're going to. I think Phoenix is still number one, but I think Florida's two or three with the most cases recently. And California is number four. It's not like they're going to go. Yeah, it's not like they're going to go play in Cody, Wyoming, uh, in the middle of nowhere. Uh, they're, they're going to play. They're going to play in a hot spot. Um, and so I just. Think, uh, Pierre said if Jared Dudley get it, it's not the end of the world, but Jared Dudley is close with LeBron. Um, yeah. So if Jared Dudley... Oh, yeah, of course. And, and it's spreading, most likely, through that Laker team. Um, just how much you're touching the ball just by practicing. Yep. These scrimmage games that they're doing before. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, it's really I, something to look at. I think 60-70% that it does get canceled. I don't hope for that, but I'm just being realistic. I, I don't think... <laughs> Yeah, because it's just yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things where uh, we 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 had what yesterday like fifty fifty five thousand new cases in the country, yep. and like in Florida, obviously is a major hotspot. Those people were on the beaches running around, 
when uh st- you know states like you know Arizona, California, Washington, where we're all at, were shutting down. They you know we're, we're we're taking the precautions. They were on the beaches, yelling about you know like you know what is COVID even you know, it's not scary to me. And it's like well yeah, and, and some of these states say they're shutting down, and and that's not true, right? Because true that says they're shutting down, but the rest California of still, still ain't shut down. But the restaurants are still open because Governor Duke yep. sat on the restaurant committee, and he doesn't want to hurt the economy and and make his restaurant friends mad. Um, California, I was there last week in San Diego on the beach with my dog. We were, I'm not, I am not kidding you. We were the only people on the beach wearing masks. Wow. Only people out of hundreds of people I saw with their dogs at the dog beach. Nobody else was wearing masks. And so there's states that say they're, they're shutting it down, but they're not really shutting it down. Yeah, no, especially Arizona too was weird about the, uh, they kept their, they opened the bars up pretty quick and then no one was wearing masks there. I know I have friends that live down there and it was like that. And in Washington too, I mean, Washington opened up our restaurants and we're supposed to be a pretty conscious state, you know, and we were up here, uh, not taking necessary precautions. You know, I, I saw a lot, I drive by restaurants all the time in my town and, you know, people are eating outside and they're being cool. And of course you can't eat with a mask on. I get that. But there's people where they aren't, they have no masks anywhere near them. And the servers are walking around, you know, with gloves, masks, trying to protect themselves. And it's, yeah, it's like, it's no wonder that things are, things are continuing to spread like they are, you know, we're the only country that's really not, is not taking it at all seriously in comparison. I mean, a lot of these countries are now, you know, they're opening back up. They've taken the precautions. They're, they're okay. They're starting to, you know, they only have a few hundred cases, you know, maybe um, in a day, you know, like, you know, their numbers are, are much much lower than ours and it's because we decided that we were uh we were too cool and uh you know america the cool guy you know with the leather jacket and the and the and the sunglasses on and look at us now you know we're we're at a hundred and eight thousand in arizona wow uh, of cases california got like two i lost count two for washington i literally stopped stopped keeping track because it was just yeah, and, and so so all of that being said, that's just where I'm at. I trust me. I wish, I hope, and I pray that we get the NBA back because I need it, man. I just need to sit on my couch, eat some wings and pizza, and watch basketball. Like, that's what <laughs> I need. Um, Do you guys but, remember man. that? You guys remember that? What it was like. I, I feel like I'm talking uh, about a time when I was a kid, you know? <laughs> Do you guys, you guys remember the last NBA game you watched? I really don't remember. My the last game like I saw Celtics game or something. I don't remember. It was Vince Carter's last game because I remember when they announced that the season was shutting down, and they like kept saying, "Put in Vince, put in Vince." That was the last game I saw. Man, it's so weird to think, man. So weird, it's so weird to think. And Riley, too, what's like, the last game you 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 remember watching? Oh, man, I'm I'm trying to think about it. I'm not. I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it was. I was watching the. Whatever one was the last one was on TV. It was the, I think it was the, I was trying to watch the jazz game when they, yeah. when they stopped it. I think I was watching that when it happened. And, uh, cause I remember thinking like, what's going on? You know what I mean? Like, like what's actually happening right now? And, uh, yeah. I remember them pulling the players off the court and just going, okay, I guess this is serious. And then, cause remember how fast it hit. It was like, you know, you know, Gobert got it. And all of a sudden the league, you know, within a day and a half was completely shut down. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I was, that I was so at the Dodgers spring training game when things got shut down. I was at the very last spring training game 
that Wednesday night, and I remember in looking up NBA stuff and getting the word that NBA shutting down. Um, the last game, this is the one I remember watching: Lakers Clippers on March eighth. Oh yeah, that, that was, was I watched that, that was the last game. Watched. That was a I thought the game. last game was when the Lakers lost to the Nets. No, I'm saying the last one I watched. I didn't. Watch oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last one I watched was Lakers Clippers March eighth. When the Lakers beat the Clips, shout out to Sean listening to this. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> man, yes. Yeah, so oh I'm, man, hopefully they figure this out. But Matt, your your estimation though on the on the 70 percent, like that's a totally fair estimation for sure. It is. Um, my my fifty fifty is is admittedly optimistic. You know what I mean? Like so, <laughs> yeah. So hopefully they can figure that out because that would be that'd just be lovely, dude. We all just need some basketball. I mean, think about the fact too, guys. We. We didn't even get March Madness. We didn't even get a nope. NCAA tournament. Um, you know the NBA draft. That right now, like it is, it is weird times. Like it, it's so weird because we we become so accustomed to it, and it's become so normal that it's right like now, oh no summer league whatever. right in Vegas. Everybody be in summer league in Vegas right now. Yeah, last yep. year. Yeah, last year I was there, and I had a great time. It was, it was so much fun, and uh, yeah, now now I couldn't imagine like people I know are trying to go to Vegas. Right now, and I can't think of a worse city to go to <laughs> with COVID going on because it's like it's the melting pot of the country and the world of entertainment. Where it's like, hey, I'm coming in for a weekend from wherever I'm wherever I'm escaping from, you know, like oh, I got to get away, and it's like they're all going there to they're party and the hotel be, prices are cheaper. Yeah, to party and not wear masks and not worry to be inebriated and not worry about any consequences. That's normal Vegas. Now there's a pandemic involved. No, thank you. I'm not going there. Not now. This is very true. Well, a lot of all the teams should be making their way to Vegas. Vegas, Florida. Uh, I think today is the last day. I know the Rockets are on their way there now. And then training camp is supposed to tip off today or this whole weekend. About 20 days away. Well, not even 20. Less than 20. No, no. Yeah, about the- 20. When do when do the exhibition games start? Those start like in a week and a half, right? Yeah, like sooner than later. Yeah, yes. those are the scrimmage games. Yes, I think it's like the twenty first to the twenty fourth or something like that. That's going to be the real test right there with all these players yep. touching the ball. Um, exactly. That's going to that's going to be the real test right there. Well, see, for me, actually, I, I think it's really like all the real test is is actually off the court because if they're on the court. They've all been tested so many times at this point. If they're if they're if they're allowed on the court, then they're good. It's everything on the outside of it. Everything on the court they can control and they know it's fine. Everything literally everything on the outside is a question mark. Right? And the, the people making the food, the people changing the sheets, the people doing all this stuff, like everyone who has been outside because obviously the workers that are working at the facilities are not, are gonna be outside the bubble. And yes, they're getting yep. tested on the way in and all that, but like you know who knows what can slip through. Who knows what happens? Like like we've been saying, it's it's you, all you need is one person to get in that bubble that you know talks to a few people and you know whatever it is, and it can spread like wildfire. And so that that's how fickle this all is. Is if one person slips through the cracks, it, it could potentially derail this entire you know billion dollar situation as far as revenue goes, multiple billions of dollars in revenue potentially. Um, yeah, it's yeah. This is uh like we've been saying. It's just it's very thin ice, but I'm excited for the exhibition. Game. Are, for the, are, are you guys more excited for the games right now because they're going to be like? Do you guys need fans? Or are you guys more excited for the fact that it's going to be um, more uh, personal as far as we'll be able to hear things on the court? 
I'm well, I've been watching the I'm interested. basketball. Go ahead, Matt. I'm interested. Um, I, I can't say I'm more excited because I love the, the crowd, right? I just I yep. love those crowd shots. I, I really love when they, they – I'm a Lakers fan, so there's always Lakers celebrities at Lakers games. When they pan the camera and find the celebrities. Like that stuff is so fun. And you get to see people's reactions during the game. You get to hear the chants. Man, what an L.A. flex that was, Matt. What an L.A. (laughs) flex that was. You know, when they pan around at all of the celebrities at our games. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. all the celebrities. There's so many to count. Sometimes they miss a few even, you know. If you're on the (laughs) C-list, you're you're not going to get on the Jumbotron. And, you know, that's what you got to deal with. Maybe maybe work a little harder being in some It's tough. It's tough to be a Lakers fan, you know. Um, But, no, that stuff is so much fun. It, it, it's fun, and it brings a certain element to the game when you hear defense, especially in the playoffs. Like, uh, can you imagine the Thunder now are going to be in the playoff without those crazy blue shirts and the white Thunder sticks that you just yeah. think of? Um, so yeah. there's elements that make it more fun that you're like, man, I'm really going to miss this. But I'm really excited for some of that personal. I just want trash talk. I really want to hear Patrick Beverly talk to LeBron if we get that in the Western Conference Finals or something like that. You know, I think yeah, like, it'd be a, a new kind of like interesting, but it's not going to be the same. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that the um, when it comes to the uh, crowd noise, especially on like a game winner, for example, you know, and just the the pressure that a crowd brings, um, I think that's. Yeah, I do think that we will miss that for sure. But I, I am really excited to see how guys play. Well, I hope the inten- I mean, the intensity will match because at the end of the day, you're playing for a ring. You're playing for playing for a very real ring. So, I hope the intensity matches what it would be with that crowd noise kind of pushing the tempo up. Um, but yeah, it will be like I said. If I need them to not like they can't censor or if they need to censor things, you know, like they need to bleep some things out that they're hearing on the court, then so be it. But I want to hear it. You know what I mean? Like I want to hear what's going on. I, I don't want them to pump crowd noise in or anything dumb like that, or let the announcers talk over every single thing. I want to hear the players talking I, also too, as basketball heads, it gives us, it can allow us to see what these players are talking. Who, who's most vocal, you know, who's the vocal guy on the team. Who's talking the most, um, you know, who's helping guys moving from space to space, telling them what to do. I want to know. Yeah, I want to know exactly how these teams operate on the court as if it were a practice, you know, so you can see, you know, the chemistry in a team or see how a team runs and who's running it type of deal. You know, yeah, this might be the most verbiage we get from Kawhi Leonard ever. Yeah, he, he might he might say ball like once if he's open or something. You know? <laughs> Board man gets. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Yeah, that guy's chilling, dude. I, yeah, that guy. I'm, I'm really excited to see him play. You know, like imagine, you know, we get to see Kawhi back in the playoffs. You know, after after like the storylines are still there. Like we get to see Kawhi, pretend, like say the Clippers go against the Raptors in the finals. Like think about how crazy that would be. You know, to see no matter if there's no crowd or not, to understand that they're playing again for a ring and it's on and it's Kawhi versus the Raptors. You know, the Lakers versus Bucks. You know, Giannis, LeBron, like. You know, say, say the Rockets go on a, go on a, a crazy run. Yes. Them, play some defense. <laughs> and, there. and it's, them, you know, and it's them versus, you know, the, the uh, and with uh, Celtics, Jamal you know? Crawford and, and Beasley. Oh, speaking, no. of, oh speaking of guys, those guys yes. assigned to the Nets because they are so inc- insanely depleted of roster of uh, <laughs> guys in their roster right now. Do they I still not- even have enough players on their roster to actually play? 
just they, barely they out. Yeah, they, they literally filled out like the twelve guys because Sign they also signed Justin Anderson as well. Uh, so yeah, those three guys. I mean, are seeing you know Beasley and, and Crawford. It's going to be Levert and those two guys just gunning. And I cannot wait. There, I'm so much more excited to watch the Nets now than I was. I know. Heck yeah, I agree, man. Dude, because I mean, and those are two guys that I mean. I was just reading the other day. There was a guy who watched in Miami when Beasley was there. Remember when he was signed with the Heat when LeBron was still there? Yeah. Um, they talked about how he would watch them go one on one a lot at practice, and Beasley would win almost every time. Yeah, that's insane. He, that's he can insane. ball. Beasley can play. He really can. When yeah, he, he buys in and he focuses, he yeah. really can. Well, even then, even when he's not, I mean, he he can ball. He is a, a serious basketball player. So. To see him get to, you know, because he'll get minutes. They'll just throw him out there. You know, same with with Paul. Yeah, I could could have been more stoked. Jamal Crawford, I'm like I said, we've been hoping that he gets a – hoping that he gets uh, on a team, and I'm glad that he did. It sucks it's not on a contender. uh, But, I mean, hey, he's going to get minutes, and that's what's important because I want him to ball out and show for next season because he will be ready next season. He's not going to retire. I want to see – uh, 38, I think, right now. He might be 39, but he, I mean, he's getting there. He's, he's definitely nearing 40, but, uh, but he still got it in him. I mean, he had 51 points in his last game in the NBA and then didn't get signed. So I hope that he shows, he balls out and shows, hey guys, I'm still Jamal Crawford. You know, I've not changed at all. I'm still the guy who will give you, who will give your favorite team 30, uh, you know, with my, you know, dribbling backwards. You know what I mean? I can do that still. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited for him. Beasley, too. I mean, because that's a guy who just needs some opportunities. What's funny about him, though, is that he has to do uh, – he has to fulfill a five-game suspension before he can play. <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote that. I was like, oh, damn. So he has to sit out pretty much all the games before playoffs. Pretty maybe much. Three. Basically, it's yes. Uh, maybe, it's maybe they'll count the scrimmage games for him. Maybe. I don't well, know. It's like the NBA. It's like, hey, guys, you know, if we're doing all these insane circumstances involved in all this, like maybe just give him a pass, dude. Just kind of write it off. Like, hey, it's all good, dude. Like, it's all good, dude. Hey, we're we're, we're forgiving somebody, little things right now, you know? Can somebody please sign Jason Williams, White Chocolate, bring him back? <laughs> I love videos. He can still ball. Have you seen, like, this 40-something-year-old Jason Williams just balling people up? Yeah, he's he's still real clean. He's still real clean about it. He's playing the exact same game he was. It's not like he's had to transition yeah. at all to like a, you know an old man game. Yeah, his his game still uh, still goes. Also, too, I don't, if you guys have time, sometime look up his son. His son plays just like him. He's like a little kid, but it's so funny because he they have this. He has the same swagger to him, um, and it's uh, it's 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 super cute, super cute stuff. Um, yeah, I would love to see that for sure. Uh, Isaiah Thomas too. I'm still waiting. I don't think it's going to happen. You know, yeah, that's that's the one that, that, that stands out to me. Indiana has a spot. Vic is not playing. Yeah, we have a spot. Yeah, a few teams have Come a spot. On. You know, and that's and that's right. There. I get it. You know, I understand. I do understand how it is with him. But I, gosh, I just would love to see it because he's waiting, man. You see on Twitter and stuff. You follow him on Twitter. You see, all he wants is a chance. You know what I mean? That's all that guy wants. I mean, to, imagine going from twenty, you know, almost twenty nine points a game. Lead your team to playoffs, dropping fifty. You know, dropping yeah, he yeah he was fifth. He was fifth in MVP voting, and then to see him fall in the last two three years as he has is, it's tough. As as one of his biggest fans, it's very tough to see, and uh, especially in these circumstances right now where guys just need bodies, it's upsetting that he's not gotten a call yet. But yeah, the um, crazy hopefully next season he can pick somebody up. Didn't do anything to deserve to be dropped like that. He was in the Kyrie trade, and yeah. just didn't work out. 
Yeah, just a hip, man. His his hip his hip was injured when he was in Boston, and he just never. Basically, he played through it, and people think that because he played through it, and bo- people look at Boston's um, trainers and they get upset when it comes to Isaiah because they basically said, "Yeah, you can keep playing." And of course, as a, as a doctor, you or as a doctor trainer, you have to let these guys know when they shouldn't play. You know, a guy like Isaiah, he's going to go on the court no matter what, unless you literally tell him he cannot do so. And, you know, they knew they needed him. Boston knew they needed him to compete. So he played through this hip injury and it took away his explosiveness. Um, and now he is, he is um, not a shot. I don't want to say a shell of himself because that's very harsh, but it, it, that is basically the case is that he's now trying to, he's, I mean, that, that height now matters. You know what I mean? If you don't have that same explosiveness that you had and you're, you know, moving at a pretty average speed, um, you know, then you're, they're more of an average player than you were. And that's, it's heartbreaking stuff. Um, yeah, but I, I hope in my next season, hopefully he can get healthy. And then my next season, someone gives him another chance because he's still such a fighter. He's, he's one of those guys that's going to give you everything he's got and he wants to win. So hopefully they figure that out. Hey, if JR got another shot, Crawford, Beasley, yeah, all, all, the, all the guys that we wanted to see get shots have gotten shots. And that's why I want to see him get one. He's, he definitely should be next in line for a shot. Man, he has some really flashes hoping, in Washington. I was really hoping the rules would allow Vince Carter to join a uh, a contender. That would have been sweet. Yeah, that would have been nice, but I, you know, I feel like it sucks because Atlanta was so bad that he couldn't even make it to Orlando. Yeah, I don't. I don't even think with, he would do it. I, I, part of me didn't thought thought he wouldn't even do it if he could. I mean, he was so against getting traded to a contender. I think, I think for some reason he really views that as like a really cheap way to get a ring. And I so I think I, I don't think like he would have jumped onto a team. I think he would have joined like a Dallas. A Dallas would have been one of the teams for sure. I think he'd be, I think if there was a team he was comfortable to join in that situation, you're right. I think Dallas is the top for sure. But he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame for that. Imagine, just a lot. The fact imagine, that he didn't want to go. Imagine him in Toronto. Like Toronto just picks him up. Imagine how cool yep. that been. Oh. In, in his season there, oh, and his oh, career. They they win a ring because he has to play last second minutes and he hits a game winner, dude. Oh man! See how, see how I need basketball right now. I mean, we're making up ridiculous things <laughs> in my head. Going, oh, wouldn't that be nice? I'm it's, right. Oh. <laughs> hey, uh, I don't know if you guys heard too. We've been talking a lot about HBCUs and players potentially joining. Yes. Maker. Uh, Sharon Wright Jr., who was uh, at Wake Forest the last couple of years, solid uh, young guard. He is transferred to Morgan State. Yes, that was huge. And we're going to see more of this as it was started with Baker Maker. And now we got Sharon Wright coming to Morgan State. So, I mean, yeah, who's, who's next? I mean, because it's one thing to transfer. I mean, it's one thing to, to come out of high school. Um, yep. And join. It's another to be at a at a D one, a high D one school like Wake Forest, you know, who has a rich basketball tradition. To yep. leave them to then go to an HBCU, that's a that's uncharted territory in itself. So that's uh yeah again, you know, week by week, every week it seems like we have another another uh, young kid who is um, making HBCUs their priority, um, and that's uh, yeah, just a, such a positive thing. I'm super psyched to see how he does because he, he has some, uh, like he's a really talented player. So hopefully he can go off a little bit and then, uh, get an NBA look, you know, that's what you hope for all these kids. And not only is it happening in college basketball, it's also happening in college football. You're going to start seeing 
high school kids entertain HBCUs as well. So you you like to see it, and hopefully, you know, we we, we get these teams on t- on TV, you know, because we don't have a lot of HBCUs televised. That's what I was saying. Hopefully, we get more ESPN time, more TV time yeah. for some of these colleges. Yeah, that would be great. That'd be great for the game. More of the higher profile players start to go there, you're gonna see more of the TV start to go there. Man, I feel I feel bad though for the HCU football players who the guys who are just on their rosters normally. Because you know, one thing NBA (laughs) you know, NBA level players come on to the to the basketball teams, you know what I mean? You you just get beat down, you know, like by those players. And and, you know, in football, you get a five star linebacker and you're a normal H you know, HCU running back. That's not going to be. <laughs> That's not going to actually matter more on the on the field. So, yeah, uh, shout out to all those guys who will eventually have to deal with that because they that those moves will be made, I believe, going forward. So, yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting for sure. Um, hey, have you, guys, you guys heard about the? Oh, actually, I just saw the list of the approved um, social justice statements for the players. Journey. That is crazy. Um, they're going to have Black Lives Matter on the courts, which is cool. Uh, that's something I, uh, we called out uh, a few podcasts ago that we were hoping that you know that that's something they would do. We really um, did call that, and that was great. Yeah, I yeah. like having that on the court. I, I do yeah. really like having that. For sure, for sure. I mean, it's, you know, instead of on the jerseys, you know, you put that on the court and make it a big thing. I think that's a much better way to, much better way to uh, use that statement. Um, These yeah. names, however, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's I don't know. It seems really gimmicky in a sense. I don't know. It's tough to tough to put on it for me. But it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like some of them, it's like, uh, like vote is one of them. You know what I mean? Like, which is they're all good messages. It's not like they're not good messages. But I don't know. I've, I I like the idea of putting the names on the jerseys. I know that's something that they had issues with because they were worried that uh, if if somebody wasn't included, a family could be upset. Um, you know, someone who is, who has been taken by police brutality and you don't want that. Obviously you don't want to alienate anybody, but I think that these ones, uh, are just really kind of cookie cutter a little bit. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it I, is. I, I do like, uh, Damian Lillard's and, and Danny green, what they said. Um, again, um, I'm not trying to speak out of any type of ignorance. I, maybe I don't understand everything. Um, but I do like theirs that says how many more. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I thought that was the best one on the list, better than equality or education reform or vote. Um, I I thought theirs was at least a little more powerful. Like how many more? Um, Yeah, I I I I agree with you on that a lot. Yeah, but I do agree. uh, I would have loved like at least a first name. Maybe you don't have to have their full name if that would like offend a family member or something. But maybe somebody's first name would be really cool. Uh, I think there's much better things, but I thought that was for sure the best one on the list. Yeah, I, I think for sure. I, I like the idea of it being more of a statement than one word. You know, like, I can't breathe. There's power to the people. Um, yeah. I, I think especially. Uh, <laughs> uh, how, how many more is definitely that one for me? I think. I think that was tough. I think if that were me uh, with, the, you know, who need to pick one of these, I think how many more would be it? Uh, that's uh that's because that's really that's really the main statement of, of Black Lives Matter movement is how how many more. So it's I think that one's great for sure. But yeah, I mean, as far as it being um, and say her name is good. Uh, say his name. I think that would be great. Um, see us. Yeah. Respect us. Love us. Those ones are good. But like, listen, uh, you know, like ally, <laughs> like anti-racist, anti-racist doesn't make sense to me. It's like, yeah, you know, 
<laughs> like I would yeah, hope so. I, I don't like you know? I don't like the one words just because you d- you yeah. can't really tell much off of like one word. Yeah, I mean they're powerful words for sure. It's just I don't know. It's just not you know. And, and again, maybe that's a, a privilege on my side, you know, to 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 judge the words and stuff they're using. But I don't. Know, I I guess I I like things that are more statements as opposed to just one words. I think the one word stuff is um, kind of a cop out in a sense, but. Yeah, but I mean, hope, I'm, just, I'm just glad there's representation here. I'm glad that they're, you know, that uh, so the NBA is taking this seriously. WNBA is taking it seriously. Um, yeah, I think it's important. I think it's important that, uh, you know, these leagues that are predominantly black players are, you know, are showing support to those black players. So I think that's, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's another that's another positive about this. Um, you see getting the NBA back is that now, you know, we get to see these guys, you um, get to represent uh what they're feeling and how they've been feeling the last few months yeah it's really great especially in the WNBA because they're allowing them to wear victim names on the back of theirs yeah which is great and which is great it is really great and i look at the nba and i'm like why not i know austin rivers of of the of my houston rockets he wanted to wear trayvon martin on the back of his jersey and you know basically the reason why made sense so i felt like the nba should have allowed it to a certain extent but it's still great and i do agree with you guys the one word just like it just you know vote and freedom and all you know if i was there mine would probably be uh power to the people or something i don't know <laughs> yeah that's solid like i said i think i think we all i think that one makes it like uh how many more um power to the people and i can't breathe for me it would be the top three that's what i, what I, what I would put on put on my jersey um yeah anti-racist that one i don't know why that's on there that's like it's like yeah that that's the point right i like i think that everyone everyone should be anti-racist whoever puts that on their jersey is not getting the ball well also too i want to know i mean because it's not required you know what i mean i i I don't believe it's required i think that it's you could you can do that if you want i think you can just have your normal jersey if you want to so um but that that would look weird at that point i mean that's that sucks because that's almost a whether you mean it to or not, that's almost a political statement in itself to not have it, you know, to not have anything, you know. Yeah, those players might—they're probably going to feel like they're judged if they don't put one of those. Slogans. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And that's that's like, a murky put, situation for sure. You put a, a word that you feel like has no meaning just to put it on there, or do you just do do no right? Like you put vote just to make people happy. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a murky that's a murky one for sure i mean but at the same time i, I feel like you gotta if it's me you gotta pick something especially if you're a white player i think especially if you're a white guy i think you definitely gotta put something i can't wait to see what tyler hero picks uh that guy i can't wait to see he's um, one of my favorite players in the nba I love have him. you guys seen him lately like like pictures he's with like this uh this really really fine instagram model and he's just like yeah. on a boat in miami somewhere like yeah. you can tell like he's just way over his head already you know what i mean like yeah. he's, he's way over his head dude he's probably like, paying yeah yeah i mean i i saw how, like you see these photos and you see how she's looking at this kid and i'm like man this is like a 19 20 year old kid and she's got him wrapped around her finger man just yeah. protect protect your assets tyler hero where's jimmy butler at you know where's jimmy butler Where, where's that uh, james johnson or uh practicing yeah they're in the gym yeah they're in the jimmy gym jimmy butler's in the gym practicing he's got no time what was it i read when practice facilities opened it, i think practice started at like 7 a.m Jimmy Butler. He was in there at 3. 3.30 in the morning. Yeah, yeah it started at 10. The practice started at 10. Yeah. 
10. Okay, 10. And he was in there at yeah. 3.30 in the morning. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's 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 how you set an example, man. That's good on him. He's bringing that mob of mentality. Yeah, for real. Yeah, that's that's a very Kobe thing to be doing, to be practicing just, you know, literally almost a full night's sleep ahead of everybody else. That's literally what separates, though, the good players from the great players. You are absolutely right, Matt, because if you want to work, you got to get in there early. And make even 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 we've seen players where they're out there they're practicing after the game. You know, you had a, for example my team, all the bad shooting nights we've had, and James Harden is out there working after the game, even though it don't work sometimes. But the fact that he's out there doing that, you know, yeah. it, it yeah. proves. I mean, if he was out there doing defensive slides, I feel better about it. But hey, I don't know what version of Harden <laughs> yeah. we're gonna see now. He's he didn't lost weight. He looks good. I'm happy. He looks good, man. I mean, uh, the Rockets. I mean, this this format helps the Rockets more than most teams because it's gonna be, it's gonna feel more like a practice. It's gonna feel more like a you know a quick open gym, and those guys, especially a Westbrook and especially Harden, flourish in those situations. So you know, I mean, he, I mean, they do have to play defense. They have to play defense. It's so oh, absolutely. Key. And what but, I will tell you is, if we don't advance to even the second round. Mike D'Antoni can kiss his job goodbye. Yeah, he's got to go. I mean, because you just need to, like, if you have a coach who teaches defense, you're fine. Yeah. Like, you, ha- you, have, you have a great roster. You get another big – I think getting rid of Capella was pretty, like, early. It was uh, an early, um, you know, ejection for him to get him off the roster. But if you get another big who, you know, can just do, you know, DeAndre Jordan-type stuff, you know, that, that kind of big. He's not going to score much, but just, you know, pretty much what Capella gave you. You know, get another one of those guys, and you're fine. The roster's fine. I think they can do that. But yeah, it's 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 really on. Are they going to play defense? Because if they do, that I mean, a guy like James Harden, a guy like Westbrook, I talk a lot of crap about those guys sometimes, but they are obviously extremely talented. They're top ten players in the league for sure, um, if not top five. Uh, Harden, you know, oh, I think Harden man. is top five. But yeah, it just gets better. Yeah, man. I'm uh, yeah, I'm so excited, guys. I need this to come back <laughs> now. As far as NBA, Kenny Smith is looking to make the jump from inside the NBA to actually. If you if you kind of l- break down what I'm saying, he's going from inside the NBA to basically inside the NBA, the front office position. This is crazy. We saw this coming. We thought it was going to be a coaching position, but a front office job for Kenny Smith, one of the best basketball minds in the game. I could literally just. Listen to Kenny Smith talk basketball for a while. Now, I can't deal with him running because sometimes he'll fall or his knees will knock each other. But, gentlemen, don't have much left. where do you see him landing? You know, I don't – this is a weird thing for me because it's like it's him saying it, you know, that it's inevitable. Um, so I don't know where he's going to go. Uh, I mean, as a GM, I'm assuming he'll – you know, he knows what he's – he knows what he's looking at, but he's also completely unproven in the front office – you know, he's never done it. Right. So, I mean, the idea that he's going to come in, I mean, the fact he's talking about how he's just going to come in and, oh, it's inevitable. I will be, you know, the GM of a team. It's like, okay, you know, hopefully if they hire you, you know what I mean? Like, and he should get a, he'll get a shot somewhere. But the idea that his, uh, his ego a little bit has told him like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm in there. You know, I don't know where, I don't know when, but it's happening, you know, and m- maybe he knows something. what it seemed like. <laughs> yeah. Matt, what do you think about that? 
Yeah, man, I really like Kenny Smith. I wish he wouldn't leave TNT just because I love him on I, TNT. I feel the same way. Um, they have a great team. I, I think he definitely he wants to be in in a team, and I can see him with maybe like I don't know Phoenix Suns. Uh, there, there's a couple teams that he can he can definitely jump in and hopefully improve the team. But man, I love that TNT crew, and it'd be very—it's going to be very interesting if he gets picked up by a team who's going to replace him at TNT because that's some big shoes to fill. D Wade, Vince Carter are two names that come to mind. I, I'm not a big fan of D Wade on the commentary side. Hmm. Uh, he's okay. I mean, I don't—I don't, I don't mind him at all. I definitely don't mind him doing it, but yeah, I mean, there, I think there'd be better people to do it. I don't know. That's tough because you, I mean, you, you remove somebody who fits so well um, on, on such a yeah. like, solid team of uh, the TNT has right now. I think that would be, it's tough to replace that guy. Um, yeah. I mean, D Wade, I think it'd be somebody they'd look to immediately. So, I mean, if we're talking to who his, his realistic replacements, D Wade is high up on that list for sure. Um, as long as it's not somebody, you know, don't don't give me Paul Pierce. Don't give me, you know, don't don't give me a Kendrick <laughs> Perkins. I don't even see any of these cats up there. I mean, obviously they have ESPN contracts, those guys, but it's yeah, ho- hopefully, you know, it's somebody that we, you know, gels well with Shaq, uh, Charles, and of course Ernie Johnson. Um also too, hey, something about Kenny Smith too, yeah. you can also bring up real quick. This guy, uh, he ranked his uh he was talking about his top ten, and he said that LeBron is ranked tenth. In his top ten overall, like ever, LeBron is ten, really? and Kobe's not even in the top ten. And it's like that's such an old guy thing to say, you know? <laughs> that's such a dude who played. You always see these guys who played in the eighties, nineties, rank the guys of today much lower. And of course, some of that is they played with guys or they saw guys, um, you know, maybe in, uh, that we all didn't get to see, and we don't have the same fondness for, as far or respect for. But yeah, that's. To have LeBron tenth, you know, that's such a, I don't know, that's a that's a that's a Kendrick Perkins type take from Kenny Smith, which I don't, you know, I don't need that. Oh yeah, Kenny Smith kind of lost me there because I'm not gonna lie, I'm not much of a Kobe fan, but for me to say he's not even in the top ten or the top five would be ridiculous yeah for me for so, me kobe's top 10 for sure i that's the I, I think that he's i think he is on the lower half of that i think he could be number 10 but that's i mean that's not a diss by any means you know what i mean like that's that's putting him in a very high a high uh you know top 10 players of all time but to have lebron yeah dude yeah it's a this is a weird yeah just a weird but that's one of those rankings where that's kind of even disrespectful where you're like i'm gonna put him one above the top 10 yeah it's like, come on, man. <laughs> come on, Kenny. What are you doing, man? But yeah, I mean, hopefully, I, I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see how he does when he gets there. Like, if he gets to a team and they make him a GM, like he says they will, I want to see how well he does because that would be super, super interesting. It's always weird to see guys that, because usually when we see guys leave the broadcast booths um, or leave these TV sets, they and they've already been coaches or GMs. You know what I mean? And they're going back to the NBA to do that. They're going back into those roles or a similar role. With Kenny Smith, it's the exact opposite. He's not ever done it. So for him to go and do it then, it'll be interesting to see how he does because it's his literally his first time. So, you know, after all the talk that we're hearing now about how he's so confident about it, if his team and then, you know, in that two, three year window he's going to have off the bat of whatever team he ends up GMing for, uh, yeah, they better do well. They will. 
they were. I think, you know, I'd rather see him as a coach, though, but, like, I do agree with you guys. It's going to be tough to see him leaving TNT because they're so great together. Did you guys hear wow. this, this rumor of Greg Popovich to the Nets? Oh, yeah, the, the Godfather deal that he can't refuse? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, dude, I don't know. I don't see him doing it. You know what I mean? Like, I think that he's he's already so close to retiring. Th- think about a guy like Popovich who is, who is just like all the rest of us. He's like a normal human being. He's not like, you know, one of these like diva coaches by any means. He's, I mean, he's had his life in San Antonio for so long now, 20 plus years. Uh, if you're him, like, why would you then like move to New York to then take on this roster of Kyrie and Durant and everybody? I mean, it, it's one of those things where we'll learn a lot about him as that continues, because if he does it, then great. You know, if, if he does it, then cool. I mean, wow, what a, what a huge shakeup that would be for the NBA and for the Nets. But yeah, he... the question is, are they going to play faster or are they going to be boring like the Spurs are? Because you got KD, you got Kyrie there. I can't imagine them playing slow. Like, I just can't. Well, it's not even really a slow. It's just deliberate, you know what I mean, which which would be tough for a guy like Kyrie because Kyrie <laughs> likes to freelance things. Playing chess. Instead of yeah, it's playing chess for sure. Every and, single and, move is is calculated. Um, in, in personalities like Kyrie, that might be hard. Yeah, but also too, I mean, but the ball movement that that would bring. I mean, imagine you have a guy, you have a Kyrie, you have a Durant, you have whatever third star they're trying to acquire. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm, I'll say Levert for now, but we know they're trying to get somebody else. Um, you know, but Levert would. I mean, if Levert's your third guy, that's a great guy to have. If he's healthy, they really. I think the whole NBA really underestimates how good that kid is, and I think we're about to see it because he's about to uh, score so much. Um, but yeah, oh, I, yeah, I think all movement that you'd find there. I mean, that benefits everybody. Um, you're about to get buckets. Yeah, so I, you know, if he were to do it, I think it's a you know fifteen, ten, five percent chance that he does it. Um, but if he does, I mean, what a great shakeup that would be and what fun that would be to watch. I mean, Popovich, you have one of, you know, top three coach of all time with, you know, uh, you know, Kyrie Durant and all these guys, that would be very interesting in New York too. and take him out of San Antonio, bring him to New York city. That's crazy stuff, but I just don't think it's going to work. I don't think he's, I don't think he wants to deal with that headache that it will be to deal with, you know? Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. And I'm on board for the Nets trying to get if they can't get Bradley Beal, go get Devin Booker. That's a name I like <laughs> see. Yeah, dude, that's I mean what a great guy to acquire. If you can get him, uh, I mean I mean that's that's a crazy roster. I mean that's a crazy three top three guys. Because those guys are all those are automatic buckets. I think that's the craziest yeah. scoring lineup ever. Off the, or, you know, so if we're talking like big threes, I think that's by far the craziest we've seen as far as guys who, no matter what, you put the ball in their hands and they will score. <laughs> like, that's, you yeah. You I've never Steph, KD, and Clay. I mean, no. I mean, here's the thing. Is it like, as far as shooting goes, yeah, I mean, you have Steph and you have um, Durant, yes. Clay. But Clay, as far as creating his own shot, is not up to par with those uh, with those three guys. Yeah, not right? creating, but just simply creating. Scoring. I mean, I mean, but also, I mean, that's no knock on Clay. I mean, I think if Clay had to, I think he could. But I mean, we saw him score like what, like sixty points with like you know eleven dribbles or whatever it was that he had. Like you know, so yeah, his his game fits their right? system. What they do. But as far as guys, you hand them the ball in clutch time, and you say, "Hey, we need a bucket right now." I don't think there'd be a better lineup in the NBA as far as the top three goes. You know what I mean? Like. With, you know, and also too, I mean, you have a guy like a Joe Harris as well, shooters that they have. 
I mean, you get guys that, you know, you get them the ball in a tight, you know, with, you know, no time on the clock, and they'll hit some big shots. So, yeah, I think that lineup would be insane. What would you uh, have but, to give up? You'd probably have to give up, what, Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie uh, Levert, uh, some future picks. That's the thing is you give up so much, so much. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. But too, it's, you hope you hope to attract some free agents who will take minimum contracts to join that team because hopefully you still wouldn't have to give up like a Jared Allen and you still get to keep him. See, but here's here's my issue with that, and you're very right. You're very right that that's what, that's what the plan is. What they'd be hoping to do is pretty much the the big three plan of you try to get your three stars and you get guys to fill out. The issue with this is, I think, with the Nets is that. We're dealing usually. I mean, when it was LeBron and it was D Wade and it was Bosch, it was easy to get stars to come play because guys around the league love to play with those guys, right? Yeah. You go, you get a guy like you know, you get Kyrie, you get Durant, guys who are really emotional, really you know, are very, um, you know, have kind of put themselves first more often than most. And no knock to either one of them. That's not a knock, but that is the reality. They've done that. I think it's really going to be tough to get some of these you know, veteran dudes to come and play with this team that might be a chemistry nightmare, you know, ha- has the potential to be a nightmare. So I, yeah. I don't know. I think that's the plan that they have to try to do. I just don't know if it's going to work the same way with uh, Durant and Kyrie as the stars. If, if they, if this is my last option. I think if you, if you don't want to spend for Beal and Booker, somebody who might be a little bit cheaper, more affordable to get, I like to see Zach Levine possibly be that third player. Uh, for the Brooklyn Nets, I mean that's I mean talent wise, that's a great call. I mean he's I mean he's that that kid has has proven that he can he can score the ball for sure. He's horrible on defense, which he needs to work on for sure. He needs to figure that out. But I, I think again, I think that that makes that adds into the what I was just saying with the attitudes and stuff I, and the chemistry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I mean that's that's a powder keg of a situation where I mean because. <laughs> Think about it. I mean, I mean, Levine slights Durant at practice. Durant holds it in, <laughs> doesn't say yeah. anything, tweets he about it. He still says he's tweeting from. Kyrie gets slighted by somebody. He, you know, gives him the silent treatment for a while, you know, and is very brooding like he's been. It's, you know, Levine, Levine, you know, gets upset about something. The coach does him wrong. So he, he you know, starts talking about the coach publicly or amongst the teammates. Like, the chemistry that they're building in, in, in Brooklyn is very fickle already, and they haven't even played yeah. games yet together. So, yeah, I mean, oh, I am proud of Kyrie. He stepped it up during all of this stuff going on. He has oh, for sure. a lot more uh, maturity and emotional um, intelligence um, more than he has in the past. Oh, for sure. Ky- Kyrie off the floor is – a great guy. I mean, you know, I mean, he's he's a he's a compassionate individual, and he cares about people. He cares about black people during this situ during this uh you know what has been uh, you know transpiring in the last few months. Uh, he stepped up big, and he's voiced his opinion, and he's tried to voice the opinion of people who don't have voices, and that's great. But but I you know it's definitely there's two different two different guys because you see because you see him on the court and you see how he plays and you see him off the court when it comes to basketball related things, and he's he's a weird a weird individual as far as like how he's. He's just not the cookie cutter guy, and that's totally fine. But in the NBA, that rubs people the wrong way. Obviously, you know when people have personalities and they aren't just basketball all the time. I just want to play ball. I'm in the gym. You know, I don't. You know, I don't have a family. Don't have friends. It's just ball. You know, people want to see that. And it's and when they when players have opinions, when they feel other things, people get upset about it or they they judge them in a crazy way. And uh, 
yeah so i mean you're right he's he's definitely stepped up big i'm excited to see uh i do just want to see whoever they get Kyrie, durant beal whoever it is I, i'm definitely excited to see them play at full strength because it'll be really exciting basketball definitely gonna be fun to see man we got to keep a close eye because as we speak the nets also along with the knicks are doing coaching interviews with the nets not really right now due to them being in orlando but if they do get put out which they will sorry i don't mean that for anybody but they will definitely get to doing interviews popovich makes a lot of sense but i doubt it happens i just want to say right now that if you guys are interested in watching some basketball they have a basketball tournament on espn right now and joe johnson is playing yeah tbt yeah, so I'm checking it out, right? Well, I'm going to watch it after this. Yeah, definitely. So, Everybody should hop out and see that because it uh, it's going to be – it's good basketball. It's a lot of former guys you've probably seen around, guys you've seen um, seen in the league before or in college especially. Exactly. On that note, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, as always, head over to the email, fullcourtpress82 at gmail.com. Hit us up on Facebook in the SSAW group as well. On behalf of Riley and Matt and myself, we thank y'all for listening, and we are out of here. Later.